0: The Blood of Olympus, Chapter 29, Nico. Given a choice between death and the Buford Zippy Mart, Nico would have had a tough time deciding.
1: Hi, I'm Ava. I'm Neve.
2: And I'm Brayden.
1: And this is Return to Camp Half Blood, the English class that you always wanted,
2: where we analyze the Percy Jackson and Heroes of Olympus books through a new theme every week. Ava. Neve. Get up.
1: I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, we're coming, I don't necessarily know if we're coming up on midterms or if midterms are happening now. Cause I'm, I always get confused on the timeline of like what constitutes it, whatever. Regardless, a lot of work is just being piled and piled on this week. So I'm a little stressy. Um, but we are seeing cocaine bear tonight and that is my christmas. For no okay, for no particular reason other than like I have been obsessed with the camp nature of this film for like months. So much so that I learned I can recite the true story like on command. I also just love Girlboss Elizabeth Banks. So I'm
0: I'm extremely excited for that amidst all the stress. I am very excited to watch The Bear on Cocaine today. <laughs> um, I am kind of scared because I am not very good with, like, like incredibly violent things, but we're gonna test my comfort zone today. It really depends. If they're, like, ridiculous, then I don't really care. And I feel like this movie's gonna be ridiculous. <laughs> um, but otherwise, I'm doing good. I, uh... I have accepted, the at the beginning of February, I came to the realization that there is no rest until April 1st, um, or ap- April 2nd, technically, as my senior recital is April 1st, mm-hmm. so uh, we're just getting through that, as soon as, like, le- like I was just in a show, and that, like, the stress of not having the show anymore um, was, like, lifted off my shoulders, but now we have a different thing that we have to prep for for mid-March, immediately after, so... No rest until April 2nd. But it's okay. It's all good things that I want to do. How are you, babe?
2: I'm good. I jumped Ava's car today. Oh, that's true. She didn't even mention that.
1: Oh, true. I didn't. Yeah. um, You put a car from a more southern state in a more northern state, and it doesn't know how to act.
2: (laughs) But it's running now. It is. Um, Many thanks. I didn't even have to Google how to do it. I remembered, and it worked.
1: And now I, I know, too.
2: And now I was able to teach Ava. So, <laughs> big moment. Next week, we will be working on rotating tires. I
1: know how to... T- <laughs> Please!
2: Um. Other than that, I'm alright. Like, I'm alright. That's, like, that's just about it.
0: Yeah.
2: Just... All right, I'm also excited to see the Bear du Cocaine.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. Um, we also are going to a wine and cheese night
1: mm-hmm. yeah.
2: before we see the Bear do Cocaine. So
1: it's a big bummer though that I, I do have to split from wine and cheese night very early because I have a so silly little night class. But it'll be so worth it. I'm gonna eat as much cheese as I possibly can in like 15 minutes. <laughs> and then book it.
2: <laughs> it is like, I am primarily excited for the cheese much more than the wine, but both are free. Yeah. Well, not free because we pay to go here, but free in the moment.
1: Yeah. Agree. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Brin just turned off our AC because it started making obnoxiously loud noises. Anyway, so you're all right?
2: Yes, I am all right. <laughs> nice one. Um, welcome back to Return to Camp half Um, this week we'll be discussing chap- uh, blood of Olympus chapters 29 <laughs> through 32 through the theme of anger. Rarr. <laughs> um, th- through the theme of cocaine bear. <laughs> Please. <laughs> um, Nico chapters. Yay. Nico chapters. Um, It is my turn to summarize, I presume.
0: It is.
1: Neve, You always enjoy... Yeah,
0: that's true. I'll do it.
1: All right.
2: Are you just... Oh, you're just waiting to catch me by surprise? Is Mm -hmm. that what's happening? Go. Um, all right. So they're there Reina tells her backstory descendants of Bologna and but she's basically fine uh but, but she has trauma because her dad was abusive but the backstory is kind of really unimportant the important part is that her dad was abusive um but she killed him um and then Nico uh, oh they, there's a guy he shows up and he's really mean and really bad and then Nico fucking destroys him fucking Uh obliterates this man like beyond kills him like erases him um it's terrifying but then they're like we're a little scared but you're kind of slay
0: (laughs) and that's it nice
2: that was a terrible explanation of what happened (laughs) yes it was
1: but it's, it's it's okay we all have our moments
0: um and i certainly can't talk so i mean i think the biggest detail is just the like like she Reina kills her father but also like kind of not cuz her father was already a ghost and she also didn't know what she was doing. Yeah. Um and that that's like real a real real big no no in Roman culture. Yeah. And that oh, is like, you know, that secret is going to mess up her life. Um Yeah.
1: Yeah, and then, oh, and then it's super sweet because um, then Nico has a moment um, where kind of his anger explodes all the skeleton men and, um, I mean, that's part of, like, the destroying of Bryce. Um, What a fucking douchebag name. His name was the worst. And so, like, he has that moment and Coach Hedge and Reina are like, his kind of entire life and problems flash before my eyes. And then Raina's like. Or is it Raina or Nico who's like, I trust you. It was Raina. Yeah. It was Raina. Who said that she trusted Nico and my heart melted. It was the sweetest little friendship. Like, oh my god. I loved.
2: What songs did we bring?
1: Oh. I have a good one. Um, I found this on like the Apple Music equivalent of Discover Weekly, um, and it's a song called "Deeper in the Water" by The Lone Bellow. I'm a big fan. It's kind of about like my individuality, or like not my individual, but like my selfhood is kind of the catalyst for a lot of my problems, and I'm still a survivor despite that. So yeah, it's pretty cool. Very Nico. Very, very Nico.
2: What was the song again?
1: <laughs> Deeper in the water by the Lone Bellow. I like it. It is
0: good. <laughs> um, guys, I'm sorry to be a musical theater person. Ooh, it's okay. We, okay. I mean, it's flowers from Hades Town. Like, come. Oh, ahead. that tracks. That tracks. Look, <laughs> <laughs> like, it's not that bad, <laughs> but it is unfortunately a musical theater song. I've just been working on it a lot because. I'm singing it for my senior recital. Aww. And it's... Oh, we'll it's a toughie, mean, girl. But, like, it's... um, I felt like it really applied to the, like, losing your... Like, Nico's, like, weird plot that he has going on during these chapters of, like, losing yourself to this shadow version. hmm You know? Yeah. So... And it, that's, like, really what the song is about. And, like, forgetting what the real world is like. And forgetting what, like, nature is. Mm-hmm. So...
2: Yeah. Hades Town is good.
0: Hades Town so is good. It was not a bad pick.
2: It's also like I can't hear Orpheus and Eurydice or Persephone and Hades ever told again as myths. No, without comparing it to Hades Town.
0: Yeah. Or
2: um, Sarah rules Eurydice.
0: Yes, true.
2: Which is also a great play.
0: Yeah, I uh, just watched you put the song that you picked into the playlist like on your computer screen and it's very good oh I didn't see I it.
2: picked um Numb by Waterparks Um uh, I don't know it. it's like you only like me when I'm numb ooh it's about like <laughs> ooh ma- about masking your feelings for the sake of everyone around you and it's applicable to both Reina and Nico yeah, yeah. It is. The, these are very uptight people who have a lot of feelings
0: yeah they really um, do yeah
2: and they both... Reina in the last chapters kind of let them out, and, like, Nico really lets lets it fly.
0: He does. Uh, oh, yeah.
2: It's crazy. It
0: is crazy. Crazy <laughs>
2: chapters. Uh, what were our favorite parts of them?
1: Okay. You know, it, like, serious-wise, I loved the bond that developed between Reina and Nico. I think that, like, it is always fascinating to watch them kind of help each other um, any demigods that are kind of used to like kind of isolation faster connections with each other I think is very sweet and also because Raina and Nico are two of our little favorites or at least Raina's one of my favorites and Nico's one of Braden's it was just kind of like oh like these are characters that we you know it's not like I all love to Frank but it's not like Frank and Jason have a moment it's like Characters we actually care a lot about. So that was sweet. Um, But what I'm getting to is that I love how they... And this is going to sound so serious until they say it. um, Reference Jackie Chan.
2: Oh my god. You (laughs) need to explain this.
1: Yeah. So one of my most humbling moments was up until about ninth grade, I thought Jackie Chan was a woman. Um, Because I have not seen... I hadn't seen and I still have not seen The Karate Kid... But when you hear the name Jackie, you think of the abbreviation for Jacqueline. So I was in this like theater like program over the summer, and we were doing this like improv scene or whatever. And I kept using she/her pronouns for Jackie Chan, and the teacher just stops us like mid scene and is like, "Wait, wait, wait, wait! wait. Do you, you know Jackie Chan's a man, right?" <laughs> and my face turns beet red, and I'm pale as a ghost. So like as red as. It can possibly be. Um, And I go, of course I know
0: (laughs) (laughs) that Jackie Chan's a man. Why would you think I wouldn't? And we just continue. Um, So I think it's
1: pretty silly. Um, So whenever Jackie Chan is referenced, I giggle a little.
0: (laughs) Fair.
2: I was just a big fan of the relationship that we... We finally get, like, how Nico and Reyna actually, like, feel about each other. Because, like, they're kind of getting to know each other mostly off-panel. And, like, it's nice to see that they've formed a friendship and a closeness that is like, surpassed the ordeals that they've gone through in the past few chapters. Mm -hmm. Um, Especially as two people who have had no one Mm -hmm. up until now to find each other. I think was just really beautiful.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: And that they're, like, willing to confide in each other, two people who are not apt to confide in anyone. Yeah, And, like, totally. how Coach Hedge really, like, rounds out that group, too, is, like, he's, like, the opposite of them. Like, he's loud and he's big and he is upfront, but not in an emotional way, but he's also confided in them emotionally. Like, so it's all these people who are pretty repressed mm-hmm. yeah. in very different three very different ways mm-hmm. kind of coming together to bring each other out of their comfort zones.
1: It's so sweet. Yeah. Coach has had great moments in this chapter.
0: Did. Also one moment like regarding their like relationship and how it was building in the beginning of these chapters where um, it was just like a standout moment for me because I was like oof like th- where Nico talks about the Hunters of Artemis mm-hmm. and like like, that Bianca joined their cause and died, and then Talia, like, was, like, campaigning, like, and he took that as they found Bianca, like, replaceable, and I was like, that is so much. And, like, a perspective on this cause that, like, only someone who would have lost someone, you know, that would ever, like, see from it, you know? Yeah. And then, like, him saying, like, and then getting that note that they had kidnapped Reyna was just, like, so... Like, made him infuriated because he was like, they're not going to take another person from me that I care about. And I was like, yikes! Like, what a crazy thing that I never even noticed was, like, happening under the surface of all of these events, you know?
2: is like, a clear note on the hyper-militarization of the Hunters, whereas, like, Uh there is an aspect of militarization to Camp Half-Blood, like, absolutely to Camp Jupiter, but, like, the way Camp Half-Blood does it is very... Survivalist, uh-huh. like they are child warriors because they will die if they're not right. Whereas the Hunters of Artemis is like the m- militarization of children, like the empowerment of women, but the empowerment of child women, yeah. <laughs> so, girls, <laughs> 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 um, or child so women,
0: girl. you know, child women,
2: child women. <laughs> um. <laughs> you know what i meant yeah. <laughs>
0: um
2: but they are being militarized and actively weaponized not for survival necessarily mm-hmm. partially for survival um but they're not like going for world domination like the amazons <laughs> but yeah or even camp jupiter is pretty they're militaristic but they're also a little more survival cuz they're in one spot like they're mm, not move. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Something about the fact that the hunters move around and do like, yeah, hunt monsters is a little more robbing of youth mm-hmm. out of like, but not out of necessity. I agree. Which I never really thought about before. Yeah. Even though I guess Bianca was like already like a hundred years old <laughs> technically. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was very, very sad little moment, but also like, seeing, like, Reyna as someone that he cares about now, you know. Very compelling. Very
2: compelling. Speaking of compelling, let's take a break, and then we'll talk about the theme of anger. (laughs) Ah! Anger!
0: (laughs) Oh my god! We're back! It wasn't even loud, but it, like, still spooked me a little bit. It reverberated. (laughs) We're back. We're back. We are.
2: What are you angry about?
0: Just oh generally. God, just generally.
2: Please.
0: Um, I thought it was an interesting parallel. I'm not angry about this. I'm, I'm rarely angry about anything. But I thought... I would was, say
2: we were angry about the last chapters.
0: Yes, we were, actually. We were. That's true. Um, but I found it very interesting in this to have... I, I, when Nico... When it was described to us what Nico did to Mr. Bryce... I was like, how are we gonna come back from this? Because it's literally, like, exactly what Raina just described about what she did to her own father, but, like, in, like, a 20-minute a span instead of years, you know? That he, like, wasted away into a ghost over years, and then she kind of just finished the job, and Nico, like, did it all in a cup, like uh, when I heard that, I was like, there is no reconciliation moment. And then there was. And it made sense why there was a reconciliation moment. But I was like, there's no coming back from this. Right. But then I was like, I guess it does make sense. Because, like, we also saw what Nico went through while he, like, did all of this. Like like what Ava mentioned before, that like that they, like, saw... I don't know. It was crazy. I
2: mean, do you... Are... Were you convinced to personally forgive Nico?
0: Um, I don't know. I think so. He's, still, he's, he's had a lot happen to him. And Bryce seems like an asshole. But it was crazy.
1: It's hard because both situations seem to... I mean, very obviously, we're both out of self-defense? Yeah. Yes. So I'm like... The issue in my head is doing something like that in the presence of Raina, knowing what he knows, but also, I don't know how much
0: control he had.
2: It is kind of like, he's like, I don't remember what happened until they told me.
0: Yeah, I don't think he did have much control over it, and Bryce was like, very clear that he was going to kill all of them. Yeah. If nothing was done, you know? Yeah.
2: Yeah. It is kind of like...
0: Well, not Reyna, but Raina was, you know. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Rain was going to die in a more spectacular fashion eventually. Yeah, um, but
0: the other two were going to die. Right.
2: It is the most interesting parallel that is drawn by these chap. These chapters make a point to make us think of this and draw the parallel between Nico and Percy and how they both have managed their anger. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm.
2: In, in anger out of trauma and they both have snap moments. And I would actually argue... That Percy's was worse. Hmm. Because Percy... Isn't trying to kill Achilles, Doesn't ever think he could kill Achilles. He can't. Yeah. She's a goddess. Right. And... It wasn't... It was out of self-defense. But then it passed self-defense. In a way like...
0: Yeah.
2: Percy tortures her. Yeah. And, and then Andy enjoys it. Yeah. Yeah, Nico kills someone in a little bit of a more spectacular fashion yeah. than just like stabbing like, them or something, and it is like kind of there's something about like it's just justice in the way of like I'm not saying he was justified in doing it, but what it represents feels very different.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah, and like if you think about. The moments leading up to it, like, him, Bryce, I mean, like, like, wanting to basically torture Coach Hedge. Yeah. Like, that is the energy that, like, that's the energy Percy was giving. And, like, that's what True. made Nico angry enough to do something like that. Yes. Yeah.
2: it It is, like, Nico doesn't snap until he starts. Nico doesn't care about himself.
0: Mm-hmm. True.
2: Like, we've seen that. And, like, we see that in his flashbacks. And we have that moment, that crazy fucking moment where Atlas is, like, crying and being like, there is nothing I can do to make you more unhappy.
0: Yeah. You're, oh, my God. Mm-hmm.
2: You're already, like, perfectly tortured.
0: Mm-hmm. Horrifying.
2: Terrifying. Damn. Um. But, oh, I lost my point. I was, I was saying that <laughs> in, in going somewhere. Oh, no. Where was... Oh, but... Nico doesn't really have a self-preservation instinct. Yeah. But he... And he hasn't really cared about anyone besides, like, Percy in a weird way for a little bit and then, like, Bianca. And now he does have, like, people that he, he like, cares about, Reyna and Coach Hedge and, like, Coach Hedge's family. And, this, and when Bryce starts attacking them, that is his final straw. And he has this so much trauma and so much built up And he's been the target of so many people's torture and pain. Yeah. And then he watches someone else treat other people the way that he's been treated. And that's what snaps him.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Because it's like, not that I don't believe in the death penalty. Like, not to get, like, political. But, like, just, like, who are we to to send someone else to death? Um, Who is anyone? Um, Oh, absolutely. But some Bryce is not just someone who's done bad things. He is someone, he is a sadist. Mm -hmm. He is portrayed in, like... like serial killer
0: oh big and it's like i guess if there
2: is anyone out there who deserves the death penalty that is the type of person
0: yeah
2: in a way that i can be like that in combination with like he's not really in control of himself i'd be like you gotta pass with this one
0: Mm. yeah
2: like i'm not like serial
0: killer energy coming from this
2: person no applause for Nico. No. But certainly a free pass.
0: And that's basically what the other two give him. Yeah. So, like, you, it's, it's a whoopsie.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: like, we've got bigger fish to fry. You've been basically dead for three days. Like...
2: What's even interesting is, like, Coach Hedge is like, I would understand smashing his head in with a baseball bat. But you erased him.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And that was a lot.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's also just like, what are Nico's powers anymore? And like, yeah. what ha- what in his like, godly parentage allowed him to do something like that? But I guess it was like, I don't know. It was built up for sure.
1: Yeah. And I think Rick does justify it well in being like, well, he doesn't even know.
2: Yeah. Yes. And it's, I, I thought that the aspect of... Hades' judgment yeah. over the dead being pulled in was interesting.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Because it's like you may feel comfortable in that area of your parentage, like talking about Bryce, um, but there will always be someone ruling over that area and kind of making the decisions regarding how it's run. And that's, I feel like, where Hades plays
0: a role.
2: Yeah, because, like, Bryce's Orcus is, like, tor- like, in charge of punishing Oathbreakers, yeah. specifically. Yeah, and, like,
1: eternal yeah. damnation.
2: But, like, that's just real narrow.
1: I was gonna say, like, who <laughs> runs the whole underworld, though? Yeah. You know? It's like, who's the overseer?
2: It's like, there's always a bigger fish.
1: Yeah. And Hades... Massive
2: fish. Biggest fish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Any other thoughts on anger? I guess, like, Reina and her backstory.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It, it's interesting because I think we see... Mm, I, and I don't know how I feel about this. It's kind of a half-baked thought. But the idea that, like, Raina, when she's almost masking all of her, like, fear and trauma and such expresses anger in a more traditionally masculine way. Um, and then when she's kind of, like, set in the discussion of things that are very personal to her, expresses it in a more traditionally feminine way. And I while I don't think those things are necessarily, like, end-all, be-all, and obviously constructs based on, like social pressures and such. Um, just looking at the existing, regardless of how like true or accurate, but like looking at the existing frameworks of like how we view different kinds of anger and like when she expresses those different kinds is very interesting to me because like I think this was kind of the first time I as a reader saw her express like a personal sad anguish. As opposed to like almost like a warlike, um, no bullshit type. Yeah, mm.
2: it's a very hot anger and cool anger, um, yeah. dichotomy of like. Reina's anger is often very passive, mm-hmm. in a way of it. And Reina and Nico actually both have very passive anger, in a way that they like approach the world in situations as. Already expecting the worst. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And then we have like a moment of Nico's hot anger and like in rage mm-hmm. and is like when you can't repress it and keep it cool anymore, it just all spills out. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Interesting.
2: Sass moments. I
1: have so many, so you guys can go first
2: to see.
0: I just have the whole story of. Hold on, let me look at his technical name. Jules Albert. Yeah, the zombie. Yes. I, it was funny because it was like kind of really sweet. Again, Hades proving that he does the best out of all of them, like. Just, like, like the, the paragraph that was, like, Hades had this idea that I should, you know, try and act like a modern teenager, make friends, get to know the 21st century. He vaguely understood that mortal parents drive their kids around a lot. He couldn't do that, so his solution was giving me a zombie to take you to the mall, Raina said, or drive you through in an Outburger, I suppose. Like, that's kind of cute. It is, like... <laughs> like, it's horrifying that like it's a zombie, but, like, why is he, like, kind of better at this than all of the other ones?
2: It is kind of crazy that, like, Hades gets portrayed as, like, rich business dad who, like, loves his kids, but he just had has his no career. And whereas the, whereas <laughs> yeah. the other gods are kind of just deadbeats. Yeah,
0: it's a, literally crazy. He's like, I'm just a little too busy. He's like, I, re- I really
2: want to, but I, I just can't. And they're, the other ones are like, I just don't really care to.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, it's a, it's a ridiculous, like, band-aid for the situation. But, like, it's just so weird and kind of nice. Yeah.
2: My moment is chapter 30. Coach Hedge chose that moment to burst into the clearing, waving a paper aeroplane and yelling, good news, everyone. He froze when he saw the Roman. Oh, never mind. <laughs> He quickly crumpled the aeroplane and ate it.
1: Yeah. That was one of mine, too. I, like, the bluntness of the humor in this, like, these few chapters is so funny.
2: Too also, like. why is it written aeroplane?
1: I don't know. It's <laughs> yeah, weird. Good question. And not airplane. I think this is, like, a British edition, because it also says, like, 30 July and stuff, and I'm like, hello. Oh. Um, yeah, weird. But anyway, um... Not like weird listeners. It's just we're accustomed. No
0: British people are weird. Okay,
1: we can take yeah. that stance. Actually, yeah, I agree. Um, cool.
0: I actually have like multiple steel. Um, say
2: yeah, we're not punching down on the British.
0: Yeah, they're good. No, so as true. I as a recent TikTok that I saw said, everyone's got an Independence Day from them. <laughs> we are not punching true. down. We'll
1: punch up. Um, this one. Have some Gatorade. I, I don't want. You'll have some Gatorade. The coach insisted. Nico had
0: some Gatorade. (laughs) (laughs) Me to myself all the
1: time. (laughs) That one is good. I also loved um, his arms, legs, and chest were itchy from the drying mud. Are are you trying to plant me?
2: (laughs) Are you? That was good. (laughs) That
1: one really got me. Um, I I love and kind of my shout out to Ella's conversation with the stuffed leopard head. It was so unbelievably, endearingly adorable. Like when she's like, cheese is not for harpies, she muttered. Um, and then she's like, she fed Seymour More cheetahs. Cheese is good for leopard heads. Like that's so fucking cute. Um, but my last last moment is, I guess I can just kind of describe. No, I'm going to say it. So they're talking about Ella. Ella the Harpy, with a human name. <clears throat> You remember that paper airplane I got right before Creepmeister Lawrence showed up? It was a message from one of Melly's contacts in the Palace of Aeolus. This harpy, Nuggets, she and Mellie go way back. Anyway, she knows a guy, who knows a guy, who knows a horse, who knows a goat, who knows another horse. So that's funny in itself. So so what I'm hearing is harpy names range from like Ella to Nuggets. <laughs> that's crazy.
2: I do I do love Nuggets, the Harpy. <laughs>
1: Number one, Nuggets the Harpy Stand podcast.
2: Honestly, which brings me to the offerings. I'm
1: going to give my offering to Nuggets. <laughs> I love Raina. Okay,
2: you them. did it, so then I won't. Nuggets can't get any more than one <laughs> offering, <laughs> frankly. But, um, so I will give mine to, who are you giving yours to? Coach Hedge. Okay. Ah. Oh, fuck, that doesn't help. I'm sorry.
0: But he did great. He did do great. Like, he what went a through sweetie. a lot. Oh, that's some airplanes. And Clarice
1: was there. That was cool. In a dream, but still, I was like, "Shut up." Anyway, continue.
2: I. I'll give it to Nico. He
0: deserves one. He
2: deserves one. It's just he Nico and Reina both deserve one, but yeah, I do. Um, I'll give it to, to Nico. Yeah. Um, and then votes off.
0: Bryce. I mean, he's just Bryce. awful.
2: I so... mean, he's dead. So yeah, three, three yeah. for Bryce. Yep. <laughs> um, and we're about halfway through, so we'll do a quick uh, roundup of the the offerings. Uh, starting with votes off, we have tied in last place with one vote off. Jason's mom, mm-hmm. Zeus, Frank, Victoria, Blackjack, Briaris, uh, in third place with three. Or Orion and Bryce.
0: Uh-huh. In Split. second
2: place with five is Rick Riordan. <laughs> <laughs> and in first place with eight is Octavian. Split. Split. Congratulations, Split. Jason, for staying off the votes off so far.
0: There's only been eight episodes and we voted them off eight times. She's averaging one per episode.
2: Yes.
1: And let's keep that energy going.
2: <laughs> um. And offerings tied in last, we have Hades, Clarice, Zoe, and Hilla with all .5. Um, Coach Hedge with one. Nuggets the Harpy with one. Talia with one. Phoebe with one. Um, I don't know why I was saying them all with one. The rest of them all have one. Will, (laughs) Percy, Leo, Hazel, Orion, uh, Penelope, and Jason. Um... Orion the Horse, not Orion the Hunter. I was
0: gonna
1: say. Real confusing. distinction.
2: Um, in second place, we have Annabeth, Kim, and Nico with all two. And in first place, we have Piper and Reyna with three. We've really spread the love. We have. In. We have. Yeah.
1: We are not getting repeats. No. So. I love Nuggets though.
2: I do. I, I'm I'm obsessed with nuggets. <laughs> uh, and, and with that, um, bring n- nuggets and energy into the rest of your week. Um, and go so, see Cocaine Bear. We'll let you know next week how that we felt good. about Cocaine Bear. Yeah. Um. <laughs> maybe we should do a special Cocaine Bear episode. Um,
0: it depends how it goes. Depends
2: how it is. Maybe we'll <laughs> we'll see how much we have to say about Cocaine Bear. Yeah. Um, and then that is all for this week. Join us next week where we will be discussing
1: chapters 33 through 36 through the theme of dyad. I don't know that word.
2: You don't know that word.
1: What does it mean?
2: It is like a duo, a duality.
1: Oh, oh, I think I just have been spelling it you you wrong. With, the, word with whole an, life. an i. Yes.
2: Yes, it's spelled with a y.
1: Interesting. Love
0: well, make sure to follow us on <laughs> social media. <laughs> we are at return to camp on every platform that matters and we And also the
2: ones that don't. True.
0: Can <laughs> you <laughs> find a platform never mind. Um, and we also have a coffee account and a rebubble store and a website, ww.return to <laughs> Goodbye. Bye.